I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Hello. Can anyone around here speak basketball? It's the Confederacy of Dunks Basketball Podcast. Trust in Messiah. Welcome to the Confederacy of Dunks Basketball Podcast. I am your host, Freddie Rivas. And who, sir, are you? I'm known around the East parts as the producer. My name is Matt Duncan and uh, Fred, how you doing there? Doing good. Enjoying the new voice. I'm not sure if that's because of the lockdown and you've officially <laughs> lost it, but I am into it. Um, I have. Folks, <laughs> pals, I've lost it as well. Uh, if, if you're tuning into this pod for the first time, we are a Raptors podcast. We also talk NBA. We're comedians, commercial actors, hardcore fans. We have some analysts on, and we are pretty hardcore, so we do know some stuff. But, uh, yeah, thanks for tuning in. If you want to support us more or, you know, like just to help uh, struggling podcasters in general, uh, how might how might they do that for us, Maddie? Well, you want to go to dungspodcast.com because that is our website and we have all our stuff there. Of course, if you're listening to us already on a podcatcher, that is great. If you aren't, if you're still browsing, try and get on one of those podcatchers because it really helps us out. And I will say that Spotify, we are on Spotify. A lot of you do listen to it on there. They do have a rating system now on Spotify. I don't think you can leave reviews, but you can give us five stars. So if you are listening to us on Spotify or you have a Spotify account, please give us a little rating there because I do think that Spotify is the platform that is going to be kind of leading the way in the next decade or so. I think Apple podcast is really going to start to get lower and lower on the poll. So yeah, I said it here first folks. (laughs) So, so if you could give us uh, you know, try to pump up those Spotify ratings, that would be great. Move us up the sports charts. And as well, we've got our Patreon, and we've been working on some Patreon content. Right now, we're releasing on the podcatchers way later, but uh, we've got a new one coming up soon. Excited to do that. And then we've got our Tukes, and we're into the, you know, it's minus 13 one day. It's plus six the next. It's crazy. But you need a Tuke that isn't too hot, isn't too cold. This Tuke is is promoted and <laughs> revered by Goldilockses of all kinds. So uh, we've got the Confederacy Dunks, Goldilocks Toque, doesn't sweat, d- doesn't itch, it's just bright. Sorry, bears, she's taking them all. Uh, get them while they last. That's a straightforward toque <laughs> um, description if I've ever heard one. Folks, grab your toque. Uh, help support this pod. Um we we really really do appreciate it. Uh, Maddie's a, is a goddamn pro. Um, yeah, we're we're gonna bring it more this year, twenty twenty two, with the uh, Patreon content. And thank you for everyone who supported our podcast uh, the entire way. And um, you know, for the new people as well, this is a fun episode. We got mm-hmm. uh, um, uh, Alexi Otz, uh, Andre Depap. Uh, Alexi is a, is a man about YouTube, always fun, always has a, uh, a fun background going on. So make sure you do check out the, the pod on YouTube. Yep. Um, and for those checking on YouTube, I just flipped my hair the wrong way. You know what I mean? Cheers. <laughs> um, 
Andre DePapson. He's uh, been on the podcast a bunch of times. Mm-hmm. Uh, really good guy and uh, big fan of the Raptors. Uh, marketing uh, marketing wizard, let me say. Yeah. Uh, but, um, you know, we talk Freddie All-Star. We talk uh, what to do with this empty Scotiabank arena. We talk uh, top five rookies. And we talk best kind of like revenge storylines going on. It's a great pod. It's really fun. And uh, yeah, I think um, with that said, uh, I will say what I usually say, uh, which is um, Black Lives Matter, uh, defund the police, stop Asian hate, and email your city councilors. We have a huge, huge, huge provincial election coming up June 2nd. So make sure you're registered to vote. Make sure you know your writing. And uh, yeah, email your city councilors, email your provincial MPs. Let people know what you care about, your constituent, and uh, they got to listen to you. Mm-hmm. So uh, with that said, Maddie, if you feel like we're good to go, we're good to get this pod revved up, please just give me those sweet, delicious words I love so much. Okay. Okay. Okay, let's get going here uh, on podcast 228 of Confederacy of Dunks. Uh, It's going to be a good one. The Raptors are, I don't want to say on a roll, but um, congealing in the right way right now. Uh, When you're listening to this, the... uh, the Spurs Raptors game will have already happened. So hopefully that's another W three in a row, I think, but uh, let's get going on guest number one here. Uh, he's done the podcast a bunch of times. Last time he was at a, a cottage getaway. I don't think he's there anymore, but he might be. Uh, I'm not sure. Uh, he's yeah. He, he's incredible. He used to live in LA. He lives in Toronto. Now forget the company he works with, but he's a hype man. He's a promo man. He's a, he's an everything man. He's a Raptors fan. Give it up as loud as you can for Andre DePap. Hi. 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 Hello. Hello. <sighs> wish I was at the cottage. I wish. Well, I was going to say, I wish you were at the cottage too, but then that's like, this sounds weird coming from me. I did move apartments though. So. Pretty Sweet. Cool. Again? Because I know you did move once during the pandemic. Yeah, again. Wow. Okay. (laughs) I hope for good reasons. Yeah, bigger, nicer apartment. So Amazing. Okay. Andre, moving Uh, on up. Uh, I believe you have a, looks like a, it looks like a DeRozan jersey on. I'm not sure. That's right. Um, you know, we're all repping so hard. All, all of the DeRozan lovers are having a good time right now, but, um, I'm, I'm sure we'll yeah. get into that a little bit in the podcast. Let's, uh, sorry. Oh, no, I was saying it's the best part of this era of being a Raptors fan is that we can cheer on former Raptors. Yes. Like, underrated feature of being a modern-day Raptor fan. 100%, because we're we're winners, so it's not like we're, like, longing for everyone anymore. It's like, oh, man, you we want you to win, too. Yeah. So it's a nice vibe. Um. But let's uh, let's bring on. I, w- I want to say Kensington's finest. Uh, I'm not sure. The mayor of Kensington. He, mayor of Kensington. Uh, I'm not sure if that's what he goes by exactly. Uh, he's got a sweet YouTube channel that we'll promo later for sure. Last time he was on the pod, it was it was an absolute blast. Uh, he was promoing uh, potentially uh, making wasps, wasps and bees fight. Uh, in his backyard, um, wasps, I think. Like, he wasn't messing around with any endangered bees. So, so, you know, don't jump on him. Don't cancel him. (laughs) But anyhow, this is a sloppy intro. Give it up as loud as you can, even if you're home alone, for Alexi Yachts. Got my DeMar DeRozan Funko, y'all. This is the only Funko they ever made of a Raptor, y'all. So we gotta love DeMar still. Oh, my Funko, I love him. <laughs> wow. <laughs> this is, uh, Alexi, that was, I think, as weird of a beginning as I could have hoped for. Thank you. What's a Funko? A Funko is a really bad <laughs> toy that wastes a lot of plastic that a lot of people hate. But 
I love them. You know, I collect all these old nostalgic ones. I got like Boba Fett and like Superman and B.A. Baracus. You know, I like the old ones. But this is actually the only Raptor one they've ever made. And it is Damar. And uh, it came out a couple years ago. Wow. Matt Matt Henry, if you're listening, uh, check out that Damar Funko. And my my little brother Thomas is a hardcore Raptor collector. So, wow, that seems like a prized item. Um, Alexi, what's up? Happy you're back. Thanks for uh, – what are those toys called again? Like, how do you spell it? Funko. They're the Funkos. A lot of people hate them. Like, real toy collectors hate them. They think they're the worst thing in the world. But, you know, you go to EB Games or something like that, you'll see them all over the place. (laughs) But I can't say I'm the Kensington guy anymore, guys. I moved also. Andre's moved a couple times. I had to move also. Kensington was just too crazy during the pandemic. I'm not going to lie. Fair <laughs> enough. Hey, you make sure you're safe. Um, let's uh, let's talk some Raptors ball. Uh, thanks for you know educating me about the uh, the Funko or Funko. Uh, I'm gonna Google it. But uh, Maddie, good sir, why don't you give me your loudest, most delicious, free of Aaron Baines Raptors sting? Okie doke. Andre, let's start with you. I'm just going to put it out there plainly. Uh, is Fred Van Vliet an all-star? Um, and, you know, in general, it doesn't have to be an exact numbered ranking, but where do you have him uh, among Eastern Conference guards? Um, <clears throat> so Alexi knows all this because he's he's – the number one fan, but <laughs> uh, career high field goal percentage, career high in minutes played, forty percent from three, career high effective field goal percentage, highest rebounds at five. He's short and he has five rebounds. Uh, highest career assists, six point seven. Highest career points, twenty one. He's performing better than the best Mike Conley season. Wow. He's a, he's an all-star. He's an all-star. And I do have him ranked on uh for East. If I'm if I'm voting in East, I put three guards ahead of him. Trey Young, Harden, and Zach Levine. And then Fred Van Vliet, number four guard in the East. Trey Young, Harden, Zach Levine. Um, and you know, we don't have to it's always the thing on the, on the low post, uh, Zach Lowe, uh, for those who don't know, uh, well, you should, he's a, he's a, he's a man, but he, you know, is always going over what positions are factored in. So th- this is why I, I'm, I'm glad you kind of presented it like that because, um, I almost entirely agree with you. I think there's some, some counterpoints, which maybe, uh, Alexi will get to, and if not, I'll get to. But, um, you know, DeMar would be someone I would also put ahead of Fred, uh, potentially, uh, but also maybe not. But the, the point I'm trying to bring up is that he could be a guard or a forward. And I think yeah. that might be true of Levine. But a- anyhow, I, 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 what I'm trying to say is I think you illustrated the point that he's he's that good and he's in that conversation. Um, Alexi, let me just go to you. Do you fully agree with Andre are you you know is Fred even higher for you is he a bit lower I love this the stats quotes Andre oh, wow good stuff um yes of course Fred Van Bleet's an all-star he was an all-star last year that 54 point game listen I've been reviewing the career leaders in a lot of the Raptors categories and there's two current Raptors that show up on the list all over the place and that's Pascal Siakam and Fred Van Bleet Fred Van Bleet is currently third in all time three-pointers made for the Raptors right now so there's a lot of different things we got to factor in plus Jack and Matt keep quoting this thing where he's in this group with of guys with certain stats that is all elite it's like Jokic and LeBron and something like that that kind of stuff alone right there with the stats the increases in all the categories 
and stuff like that is going to get him there. But this is the thing. The fans are going to have to do it. It's going to have to be this hashtag fan vote thing over and over again to get him into the starting lineup. Because, uh, honestly, the guys that Andre is listening there, they're really good. And that's who the NBA is going to probably want to push to get there. So, Raptors fans got to rise up and get him in there themselves. That's the only way I see it happening unless, you know, the coaches could be real nice to us this year and give us two guys on the bench, Pascal and Fred, because they both deserve it. They really do. Well, I, I hope we can have the, the Pascal conversation, uh, you know, as well down the line on, in this pod, because what's interesting about him is, you know, obviously he was injured for a bunch of games and then he's clearly working his way into the swing of things. So, I mean, I'll, I'm going to kick this down the can a little bit, but I, I sort of like the Pascal gunning for an all NBA uh, spot again narrative more than the all-star just because I feel like, yeah, I mean, I haven't really uh, went through the forwards but um, but the, our record definitely has to improve, I think, for two guys. And right now, I would say it's pretty, without a doubt, Fred's team. Um, he's the one who showed up. But uh, before I get to DeRozan, because uh, Andre made a bit of a face, so I, I kind of want to, I want your take there. But before, before I go back to you, what about guys like um, Beal and... Um, uh, what's his name? Uh, Lamelo Ball, and there's someone I'm missing as well, who is, is having a pretty strong year. Uh, I've, I've, oh, oh, Garland uh, of um, yeah. of Cleveland, and also Drew Drew Holiday's another one. Drew Holiday's uh, another one. Putting that mix, yeah, for sure. And um, I, I'm just throwing that out there because when I first wrote this question to you guys, it was sort of like, let's talk about Fred being an All Star. And the more I did my own digging, I was kind of like, I think he's an all-star because he has all this like, you know, insane defensive skill and just a, like a ton of and ton of intangibles. So it's easy for me to, you know, see him, you know, coming in higher than a guy like Lamelo, who has pretty incredible counting stats um, and is pretty flashy and, you know, a sexy name and might get voted in or whatever. I think Fred's better than Lamelo. Like I'm pretty comfortable saying that. Um, I also feel like the Bulls are interesting because they're in, they're in first place, so so they kind of need two guys. So that's where the DeRozan thing comes in. Like I I kind of just hope they both make it, and I feel like they will. But um, yeah, Andre, let me let me go to you. You you brought up Drew, but where are you at on the DeRozan Fred? Is like Fred way better? No, no. I mean with DeRozan, he's just like. Uh, it, it it's been a a, a big uh, eighteen months for inflation. So you know, twos are threes now, threes are fours now, fours are fives now. Yep. You know, and uh, and and DeRozan's been playing power forward all, most he has. of the season. So it's not even a consideration like is he a shooting guard or small forward. Now it's is he small forward or power forward. He's he's okay. just I think he's just a forward now. And, um, and yeah, I would say Levine is maybe the one that's a bit more like, is he a shooting guard, small forward, but I would say Levine's Levine, probably a guard and, and DeRozan, I'm, I'm pretty certain would be a a forward. I think DeRozan's having an insanely good season better than, um, a lot of the guys I named, including Fred. Uh, yes, I agree. He's like, actually listed as a guard in the voting. I've, I've went and looked, and they actually hmm. do have him under guard. Whoa. Okay. Hmm. Wow. Controversy. Yeah. And then and the other there too. But Goran's there too, guys. So come on. <laughs> ha. The, the, the other guy, uh, I think, you know, should be there, but I guess maybe just isn't because of their record and it hasn't been as explosive. I'm a big fan of Jalen Brown. Uh, I think he is, you know, trust me, anyone who, that listens to his podcast knows that I hate the Celtics. So it's difficult for me to throw any bones in Celtics <laughs> way, but I really do think Jalen Brown's, a, a, you know, a special player and similar to Fred, like intangible guy, like incredible, can guard the best player, can also just go off. But, you know, um, I, I do think Fred manages more of the load and kind of has better counting stats this year. But um Yeah. I think that's kind of settled. Raptors pod. We all think Fred should be in the all-star game. Checks out. 
It's really going to depend on how well we do. Like if we kick a lot of butt in the next month or yeah. so, and yes. we are like winning like 10 games in a row all of a sudden, then these guys are going to get pushed real hard to be all-stars for sure. But if we don't do that, then I don't see it happening in some ways. So, yeah, You're, like I, 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 totally I, see, right. I see ball maybe getting in on fan vote just because like yeah. he's – He's Especially with the kid, the, the kids and stuff. He's yeah, he's super exciting. I think it's probably going to come down to Fred or Drew, and I think it's probably going to come down to a coach's selection. But you know, to Alexi's point, like if the fans get up and get voting, it's uh, it's certainly a possibility to have him have him in there. Yep. Um, okay, Maddie, why don't you come in here? We're gonna we're gonna do our silly question, our standard silly question. Um, you know, the silliest thing is to have something standard and all the time. You know, but uh, just just kidding, just making fun of my own format. <laughs> so uh, yeah, with the raps doing what they're doing now, there's sort of this, I guess, in between of what it felt like in Tampa without fans in the stands. Um, and sort of what it felt like in the bubble, but not really, because that was its own unique thing. This is actually making me think, when this all started, the Warriors were entertaining the idea of playing with no fans, and then I remember LeBron kind of spoke out against it, but things evolved so fast. And within days, the league was shutting down, so it was kind of a, a, a moot point. But a lot of Raptors fans are watching... Scotiabank empty and uh, you know, whatever Hornets first to Grizzlies packed all over the league. So I think personally, I'm feeling that disparity more than I ever have. And um, I feel like they're doing what they need to do MLSC, but also given that we've made this decision, it's nice to beat up on the lowly Knicks, but I do think we need to, force some kind of advantage if we're not going to have fans. So that brings me to, you know, you got Masai in the stands. That's kind of cool. Like that's intimidating in and of itself. You got the Raptor walking around by entertaining no one. I'm not sure that's working. I love the Raptor, but uh, yeah. So I wanted to field your ideas. How can we, you know, liven up Scotiabank and maybe put, uh, yeah, you know, kind of emphasize our home court without fans. Let me go to you first, uh, Alexi. I, I have a couple ideas because I always know on these questions, great minds think alike. And somebody, somebody steals my great idea. So <laughs> my idea for this is basically like p- playing off the Maasai thing, the image of him being in the, whole, the one guy in the whole section. I want to create something called the Maasai Ujiri ultimate fan experience, except you have to be a super VIP to sit in that spot. Like, sure, we'll put Nat Badia there for one game and just let him sit there and do his thing, throw his towel from far, stuff like that. But let Drake sit there. And the one rule about this is you can't have anyone sit with you. You have to sit absolutely solitary by yourself and deal with watching the game and just kind of imposing in the back as one guy in the crowd behind and the camera angles and stuff. Like, just imagine if that's Drake sitting there and you, he's the only one they can hear. Like, he's talking to them on the court from afar. Or Samuel L. Jackson, super fan of the Raptors, comes back and he cusses them out a little bit in his one of his characters from a movie or something like that. <laughs> I, I really want something like this to happen where we, like you said, one imposing figure just looms in the back and the fans can see him at home and the in the crap and the teams they know he's there it's like jack nicholson's showtime 80s baby new redone yeah that's what i want to see man yeah let me just chime in uh you know i don't know if you have other ideas but let me just comment on this idea quickly my mind immediately goes to any of samuel jackson's characters i want to see him yelling there's snakes on this motherfucking plane you know, when someone's at the free throw line, uh, but yeah, yeah uh, Alexi, that's, uh, that's good stuff. Uh, I mean, I feel like we, they'd have to be specific. Like we'd have to use the celebrity correctly only mm-hmm. because for instance, if it was Drake, I think Toronto would be a little bit divided. Some people would be like, Oh, that's amazing. And other people would be like, Oh my God, of course, you know, Drake is the person who gets to go. 
So, you know, there might be some some angles there, some pushback. But uh, before I move on, do you have any other ideas? But but Drake, see, listen, he's one of our best smack talkers. He really he has been oh, for I love years. Him. So he would be active. He would be active and he wouldn't have nobody to talk to. So he would have to talk to them during the game. And I, I just want to hear him talk stuff. And, you know, those rookies and young players on the other team, they get scared when Drake's there sitting and watching. They're like, oh, man, Drake's there. They get starstruck. Trust me. Trust me, they really do. He's a good little, like, elephant in the room kind of guy to have. If there's nobody there and it's just Drake sitting there, something like that. You know, or what if it was Barack Obama? Obama's just sitting there watching the game. Just him there. It'd be so weird, man. Yeah, I mean, throw in some weirdness. You know, I mean, uh, why not, like, uh, always got to shout out – uh, Russell Oliver of Oliver Jewelry, throw him in the Sprite oh, Zone. Yeah. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean. Yeah. Um, okay, uh, Andre. So we have, uh, you know, isolated. So idea one: isolated celebrities at different spots. Um, this is this is pretty good. You know, I think it would freak people out. Like it's already weird, right? Yeah, yeah. And um, as Alexi said, great minds, but not Alexi's idea, but Freddie's idea. Of Russell Oliver, and I was thinking of iconic Toronto <laughs> people and things surrounding it. So, Russell Oliver is a fantastic idea. I'm, I'm mad I didn't think of that, but uh, maybe it's a, a tribute to the recently departed Mel Lastman, and we have a bad boy in full prison pinstripes running around, maybe stealing <laughs> things. Um, do we, you know, dive into some retro Ontario? Um, is Pokeroo at the game? You know, where's Pokeroo? He's sitting courtside. That's where Pokeroo is. Yeah, maybe get some body um, break going. Get body break going. Yes, absolutely. Joanne McLeod and and Hal Johnson courtside with like Raptors, like windbreakers doing. Yep. Get them to do the uh intermission entertainment to nobody but they're like working out um and then you, you know mr dress up's tickle trunk could be you know sitting there matt devlin dives into it to grab some uh <laughs> some some costumes and wow. puppets to play with shout out mr dress up humpty and dumpty yeah <laughs> So, so that was my, my one idea was just make it all retro Ontario everywhere. Uh, and then the actual idea that I think is actually good and they should do it is put all of one team's player numbers on one side and then all the other team's player numbers on the other side. And then you uh, activate their numbers like you would in NBA Jam. So when they hit three shots in a row, their number lights up. It goes on fire and you can kind of in real time see who's killing it and who sucks. I love that. I love the like uh, like the pinball <laughs> element of that, you know? Um, yeah. And, and and your idea, you know, just think about iconic things. It's like I, I feel like maybe this is just because it recently happened. But let's get Keanu out there just naming random things from <laughs> Toronto. <laughs> Um, in Ontario, let's like, like whatever Keanu can think of, bring it into Scotiabank, you know, Max Milk, whatever. Fiesta Farms. Fiesta Uh, Farms, get it in there, you know. The uh, Um, Bathurst Patty Shop. That's Um, right. The the Tiger at Christie Pitts. Bring it in, you know. Uh, The White Squirrel of (laughs) Trinity Bellwoods. Yes. All the memorabilia, all the, the different bus. <laughs> yeah, a different, <laughs> just bring in a different bus. Yeah, people want that for yeah. sure. Um, Maddie, what's up? We've gone down nostalgia lane. Right. Uh, also, I think uh, Alexi had a bit of a sleep no more, or not sleep no more. Um, <laughs> eyes wide shut vibe. You know. <laughs> yeah. So, well, where are you coming from here? Like, what do you, do you want to freak people out? Do you want to uh, absolutely make them feel warm? <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> it's like absolutely no one will feel well with my idea no yeah there'll definitely be some nausea with my idea but what i want to do we got all the seats empty and this is the time where you know we've got fabric land that's a great supplier of of, uh, fabric material in in ontario and in canada what i want to do is stretch green screen over the entire state the entire arena in there over all the seats so that there's there's going to be a couple of things there's going to be a uh, an experience for the players and there's going to be an experience for the people at home for at home 
It's going to be like we could go nuts if every if that everything but the court is green screened. Like we could have it looking like you know that field in Jurassic Park where there's like brontosauruses and they're just like playing playing basketball in the middle of all the like a Hell yeah. dinosaur herd or something. You know, but give it this jungle feel. We could you know. Uh, uh, Andre, I don't know if you're still there. If you've got connections at the rec room, maybe we could <laughs> borrow some of the VR stuff. Um, I would like the players. Yeah, bring it over, you know? We'll wheel it over. Yeah. VR. yeah, I mean, it's close enough. It's down the street. Uh, you know, I'd like the players to be wearing VR helmets too so that they have an experience. So, yes, all the players are going to be wearing VR helmets. But they, these are professional basketball players. They can play uh, with their eyes closed if they want to. So, the thing that would be really fun for me, and if I had a job, I'll do it for like forty-two five a year, Bobby, if you're listening. But I will create the green screen behind the net to psych out the other team when they're taking free throws. So, you know, like I'll put like uh, one of those optical illusions that looks like the picture's moving, but it's not. <laughs> Someone's going to get in their head. Or, you know, play a clip from like Willy Wonka when he's like doing that scene in the tunnel and he's going crazy or something, you know? Like it'd be hard to shoot on that. Really fun. I think it'd be a lot better than those clapper things. Um, oh, yeah. but, but I mean, I could work with the green screen of that too, you know? Maybe. Uh, <laughs> green screen, green screen, and people clap using the clapper thing. You started to criticize clappers, and you just had to stop. Yeah. You had to stop mid thought, and be like, honestly, let me walk that back. I love clappers. I would love to see another dimension where every game happens the exact same way, but nobody does that clapper, just to see, you know, oh, how many shots are, are made or missed, or you know, what's the difference in the shooting ratio. So, anyways, uh, looking to green screen the entire Scotia Bank. Fabricland, get to me. Let's get this done. Uh, I've got thread. I've got a shack printer. Let's do it. Matt, you showed it up and you absolutely killed this one. Um, <laughs> lots of good ideas packed into, um, you know, a, a messy rollout, I will say. Um, <laughs> but no, uh, the thing I want to jump on first is uh, that the idea that Fabricland. <laughs> supply green screen <laughs> material that's just a golden nugget you got to accept with this idea and i do uh, and the other thing is i love how you went to you know jurassic park and you just skipped raptors playing basketball and straight to brontosaurus <laughs> <laughs> that's a good one to me um are the raptors playing ball absolutely not those, those things with very long necks you bet. <laughs> also, you know, great minds do think alike. This is pretty close to my idea. Like it's, I, I didn't, you actually articulated it better. Uh, green screen blanketed everywhere. Makes sense. We already have the jumbotron and people are used to seeing images. <clears throat> Mine is, uh, you know, kind of using that. And I feel like I haven't seen that much of it since, but that, hologram technology that uh you know snoop busted out for tupac yeah uh, like at a coachella like i think it was like 15 years ago but um you know i'm assuming that's like pretty good now and they can do a lot of that stuff so opposing team comes and uh whether that the free throw line or just pick you know different strategic moments show them like a, a very detailed hologram moment of their life Whoa. that was bad <laughs> so like you know and i don't want to get too dark here you could do like you know let's say somebody getting crowned or something like that like you know you keep it in the basketball world or an embarrassing moment something like that um you know so sort of hologram distraction but uh, anyways that, that's if, my idea but uh obviously i throw in some flubber if we're if we're playing Tristan Thompson, is it just a hologram of the Kardashians with their arms crossed, looking at him in silence? Yes, it's uh, well. I mean, he's done so many. Like, I feel like uh, did he do something recently? Yeah. Well, he, yeah. he fathered a child with uh, uh, Chloe's best friend or something like that. He's just like, Thompson. oh shit, it is my kid. Sorry. Yeah, Tristan Thompson and endlessly just being like he, he's he's the king of the like you read the headlines and you're like, what? Oh, gross. Um, <laughs> and then you're like, oh, where is he? Like yeah. he's playing basketball. <laughs> and he is like, I think yeah. after Cleveland, I feel like he's played for 15 teams. Um, yeah. I would. But, sorry, I would give five dollars if somebody could tell me what team he's on. 
I know it's like Sacramento. Yeah, it's Sacramento. Sacramento. Yeah. Is it? I yeah. would say Boston. Yeah, he's on the Kings. Alexi gets five bucks. Alexi, <laughs> you got a hot five coming your way. Um, okay, let's uh, let's take a little break here and uh, jump to some NBA stuff. I'm Alex Rodriguez, and I'm Jason Kelly from Bloomberg. This is the deal. Each week, you're here as in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Maddie, if you would, if you don't mind, could you give me your most delicious Adam Silver foghorn sounding NBA sting. This is Adam Silver. Wow, that was full. <laughs> you know, there's no Bio in the second one. I think I basically know that now, yeah, but I still can- instinctually do it. Uh, let's go to you first, Alexi. Um, we were talking about it a little bit during Andre's intro. Obviously, you know, there's a, a lot of, where, where's my finger? I'm trying to, I'm trying to point to my DeRozan so bad with camera. Okay. You know what? I'll figure it out later. <laughs> Listen, I, I can't, I've, if, you know what? Watch YouTube for that moment alone. And just to see how uncoordinated I really am. <laughs> but uh, there's a, there's a DeRozan signed t-shirt <laughs> behind me. <laughs> Maddie's laughing uh, at this sloppy question. Uh, there's a Andre uh, jersey uh, also in the stream yard. There are a lot of DeRozan fans here. Alexi, you have that, the doll. I already forgot the weird name. Funko. Funko. Okay, cheers. Stole his eyes. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. You put that down, actually. But um, <laughs> DeRozan's having an absolute like revenge tour type year i think i've always thought he was good i thought he was good in san antonio as well you know the progression of his game has been fun to watch as a facilitator as a you know i think somewhat occasional shooter from the outside in san antonio but now pretty pretty okay in chicago Uh, i don't know what where his percentage is but regardless he's having a massive year and it's just delightful and uh i think fans of DeRozan are really enjoying this because they know how hard he works and just getting some good love. Okay. Let me just uh, come with this question uh, outright. It was a pretty meandery lead up, but um, Alexi, who's having a DeRozan style year? Like a don't forget about me type year. Well, a lot of people probably wouldn't think of this answer in some ways, just because he's such a forefront superstar in the NBA and he's like one of the top players. But the other two guys in that three man conversation are getting more of the spotlight because they've won championship recently. And LeBron's LeBron, Giannis, but it's Kevin Durant, honestly, like he just gets slighted and disrespected in different ways. Because, you know, he didn't play for a couple years and we've forgotten about him to a degree. And now he's playing for a team with a lot of injuries right now and he's having to carry them and he's doing a really good job. So it's 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 a little bit of a weird like he's the guy to me just because, you know, we've kind of forgotten how good and how much he can take over games. And in the last game he played against us. It was him basically with his, like, you know, bench and G League guys. It's really impressive. So I picked Kevin Durant for his, like, his revenge tour, as you put it. Yeah, I like that. That's what I've seen from him. So awesome. Uh, great pick. I think. Um, yeah, we might have to go again. Well, Matt, Matt dropped out. No, no, no. We're good. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's, <laughs> I, I thought, I think it's just a video dropout. Listener, yeah. if you're wondering, there was some audio difficulty. <laughs> And if you're in the visual feed, Matt pops in and out. So that <laughs> we don't know what that means always, but everything is okay. Uh, KD is, is a great choice. Um, he absolutely, you know, yeah, I was, I was saying uh, before we had a bit of difficulty that um, I, you know, kind of count myself as like, like a little bit, like, like not a KD doubter. I just feel like he had a very unique and rare challenge 
coming back from his Achilles. And, you know, I doubted he could be an all NBA level guy still just because of the wear and tear and that sort of thing. And I'm obviously wrong. He is so incredible and uh, it's a remarkable achievement. I think when his career is said and done, people will look back on his injury um, and just how well he came back from him from it. And maybe, you know, hopefully he changed the idea around how you can come back from an Achilles. Uh, we're right about to see Clay Thompson. Uh, I'm hoping that he's just as successful, if not more, uh, coming back from that devastating injury. Uh, yeah. Um, I, I'm just going to throw a little love to uh, DeMarcus Cousins because I think he's someone who's still, you know, he's doing stuff and, uh, you know, he had some pretty awful injuries too. Andre, only only reason I shouted out uh, Boogie Cousins is because I assumed that wasn't your guy, and I hope I didn't step on your toes. No, your- not my guy. Okay, good. <laughs> not my guy. <clears throat> I I um I think the Demar Derozan like party this year is is my my maybe my favorite thing in the NBA. Even yeah, loving it so so much it reminds me of that meme of the two astronauts looking down on earth and like one of them's like wow Demar Rose is a hell of a player and then the other astronaut behind him with the gun saying always has been ha yes yes literally that's 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 a perfect meme and I'm glad you you rolled that out for this occasion yeah, because memes work when you describe them uh, through. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, you, yeah. We, we vision, love those memes. Looking at them is overrated. <laughs> um, so okay, so my guy who's kind of had a forgot about me. Now this is really interesting because I was thinking about it. There's some great guys like Draymond Green's having a good season. Steph Curry's having a bit of a forgot about me season. Mike Conley having a really nice season. Mm -hmm. Um, But the guy that I'm picking is a guy who's not only having a, you forgot about me season. He's having a back to back to back. You forgot about me season. Chris Paul. Mm. great choice for the last for the last three seasons we've been like this guy's done oh my god like you know the okc season was the first one where he's like y'all forgot about me Mm -hmm. then he goes to phoenix he's like oh i'm taking this team to the nba finals you got you guys forgot about me again and now this season he's doing the same thing he's like oh yeah we're just like the best team in the west like sorry i'm chris paul it's amazing I yeah, I I think Chris Paul was my number one pick, so I'm I'm gonna go to my backup. But uh, all the guys you named too, you know, good shout out to. I, I feel like Steph was amazing last year and had you know a yeah. lot of glory with the three point competition and stuff. But um, the Warriors were so bad that obviously you know they just weren't really relevant. Or not, they weren't so bad. You know, they almost made the um, playoffs. But uh, yeah. Um, my uh, my pick is actually Joel Embiid, uh, only because he, he kind of does this every year. So it's maybe not the best pick because he like reminds people of how good he is, and you always wonder if he can kind of keep it up and impose himself in the playoffs. Like with all the you know Ben Simmons critique out there, I think some of the Embiid critique is is interestingly absent. And you know in that Atlanta series. I think if you're an MVP candidate, you should have more of an impact and uh, and beat Atlanta. But, uh, you know, he doesn't get enough credit for that loss. And I, I think because of the Ben Simmons situation and Philly, you know, the turmoil they're in, a lot of people expected them to just fall off. And not only are they not falling off, they're like slowly rising. And he's it's almost like he's remembering that every night when he's on the court. He is basically the best player on the court. And, you know, I'm not sure where he ranks in the MVP rankings this year, but uh, he's my guy. He just seems like he's playing with that attitude right now where he's like, people aren't taking me seriously enough, and I think I'm the best. So, Fair enough. Yeah, you know, weaker pick than your guys. I feel like KD's a good one, and, uh, 
and CP3 is the one for me. Well, but, uh, um, to, to, to reinforce what you just said, Fred, one of the early preseason games, the one against Philly, I went real early, and I watched Embiid work out before that game for like an hour, and he is really determined. So what you're saying is he is on a revenge tour for sure. So it totally makes sense. I don't have as much faith in Philly as you do, though. I'll say that. I do think Philly's kind of thin, so we'll we'll see how that like develops. But um, Andre, let's uh, let's stick with you here on on this last question before uh, before I bust out some trivia on you guys. Um, and in no order, but who are your top five rookies? Um, Scotty. I think it. I I think it's pretty simple, but it's it's Mobley, Barnes, Wagner. Giddy and Cunningham. And I I just want to add, building this list, I realized it's a bad rookie crop. Like outside of like the top six, like I would maybe consider, you know, Jalen Green there, I guess. It's it's not that good. Like it was it, we were so lucky as Raptors to get into the top four because if we would have landed in the seven, eight, nine, ten range. I don't know. I don't know. Just not a great crop of rookies, in my opinion, this year. Yeah, there's uh, there's definitely some, you know, interesting guys and we'll see how they develop. But I do think, you know, as far as like the way drafts are often portrayed or the, the narrative around them, the one coming in for this one was, you, you know, if you want to change your franchise, you got to get green Suggs, Mobley, or Cunningham, and after that, you know, good luck. And I think that's just a reminder to not only Raptors fans, but all fans, that so much more goes into a player's career than, A, when they're drafted, and, you know, B, the the story they have, you know, behind them coming in, like situation and fit, and just a, a million things matter. And, uh, yeah, I think, I think I agree with you, Andre. Like, I feel like there's not a lot of – there's some good players like Duarte is good. You know, uh, Sengun looked pretty good to me, but you know, not like wildly good. Uh, I, I, th- I like Kaminga long-term. Um, and I think green and Suggs been kind of injured, so we'll see how they do. But, um, yeah, it doesn't look particularly amazing. Davion Mitchell's another guy, but uh, by the way, my five is your five. Um, I didn't also have an order, but giddy and, um, and, and Wagner are the two guys that aren't, you know, Cunningham, Mobley, and Barnes. Man, and, and so, like, Wagner, I, I knew people were were excited about him and talked a lot about him. I didn't pay any attention to him until, like, three weeks ago. And then I kept seeing, like, videos of his performance. And, and I'm obsessed with the way this guy plays. He's awesome. He is, He's like, and it's almost like a big Ginobili or something like just a little bit awkward, a little bit weird, plays at a pace, like a bit Joe Inglesy, um, just crafty, like totally wasn't what I expected. And, uh, and I think he's, he's super fun. I, I, I think I'm going to keep my eye out on Orlando games just to watch him play. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's wild to me that you know, obviously, like you know, Suggs has been injured, but the story out of Orlando is Wagner. Um, but you know, I, yeah, I watched some highlights too, and like he's he's one of those guys who, similar to like you know, I don't want to say he's like Siakam, but he has this thing where it's like he can do stuff yeah. that very similar to Siakam that you yeah. shouldn't be able to do with that size. Um, and uh, yeah, and, and also a bit awkward, and like, but like awkward in a good way, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. When I said right there, I felt like Nick Nurse. <laughs> awkward in a good way, right? Um, that was a horrible Nick Nurse impression, so I'll never do it again. But right, right, uh, in a good way, right? See, that's pretty good. You got the you got the rasp going. Uh, rasp and a little southern in there. Yeah, a little, little Iowa, you know. Um, who's your five? Uh, rookies, Alexi. Uh, well, I have to preface my uh, selections by saying that I have severe tunnel vision. I only watch the Raptors. I don't watch any other games of any other teams or anything, so I don't have a Fair. very informed. It's really who I've seen ra- rookies play the Raptors so far this season. So my number one is Scotty Barnes. 
at the power forward. My number two is Scotty Barnes, the small forward. My number three is Scotty Barnes, at point guard. And number four, Scotty Barnes, at center. And number five is Scotty Barnes, at shooting guard. That's my top five rookies. Very fair. Um, Fred Van Vliet is an all-star and the only notable rookie, Scotty. I did want you to get to number five and say Wagner or something, though. No, or, no, Delano and Banton. <laughs> I actually have three lists. That was my first list. My second list is uh, Barnes, Mobley, uh, Banton, Champagny, and Johnson. And then the uh, last real risk list is the same one that you guys have agreed to already. But I have Barnes number one for sure. I don't put Mobley ahead of him. I'm sorry. I can't. Yeah, I mean, I'll have to, like, I'm kind of letting that one evolve because I, it's tight for me. It's quite, because I, because I, Mobley's an incredible defender. Like, anytime I've watched Cleveland, he's, Mobley has a, a lot of, um, you know, he's not like a small forward, like, whoa, this guy can bring up the ball and do everything. But he's a, looks pretty special. And, 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 and for a big to be that good that quick, uh, is is um Cleveland's happy about their pick, I think. To, to me, it's Scotty is like he's playing point guard, but he's playing defensive center. And we had no idea that either of these things really could be realistically feasible this year going into the season. It was just like, whoa, but he's actually doing this kind of stuff. That's why I don't mind this small lineup where they don't start one of the centers with them, is because Scotty can actually play some defensive pivot. And th- to me, that I mean the versatility, the Swiss Army knife that Scotty Barnes, you know. Mobley's great for a seven footer that can move like that and do the things he does. But Barnes, this, I mean, we don't even know, like even by the end of this month, it may be very far and ahead for sure that we know Scotty is the best rookie because it's coming. The clutch shots are coming. We've seen the two three pointers in a row. in One of the recent games, it's going to come. I, I did. Did either of you guys listen to will lose podcast with Kevin O'Connor? I did. It was Uh, great. Yeah. Yeah, so they talk a lot about Scotty there, and they're kind of like, I think Will was like, hey, is it, you know, like, is it kind of like a Giannis thing? And that's already an insane comparison to compare anyone to Giannis. But I think what you're really seeing with Barnes is is the question of what if Draymond Green could be better and particularly very good at offense, right? Like, He's that type of guy, to your point, Alexi, of him playing the five and being able to pivot defensively, the playmaking, the passing. But then also, like, I think he's going to be able to finish at the rim and he's going to be like a decent shooter. And like he's going to be able to drive and do all these things offensively that that Draymond not can't really do at an elite level. Scotty's like he's a one of one. It's he's really really tough to comp to anybody because I, I think when it's all said and done, he's gonna break the mold of of a certain type of player. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I see three players in him specifically: Magic Johnson, Kawhi Leonard, and Tim Duncan. Those are the three players I see in him: Magic Johnson, Kawhi Leonard, and Tim Duncan. Wow, why are you slandering Scotty like that? Yeah, why are you um, so down on well, Scotty? I, <laughs> I'm just I'll, saying. I'm I'm, I'm going to make a quick Scotty point, and then I think we'll we'll move on to my my silly dumb trivia. But I also wanted to shout out a uh, friend of the pod, Matt McCready, who has one of the better Scotty um, comps going, which to me uh, is Scotty Pippen, which is is wild. But uh, when you think about their games, there's a lot of like just all around talent, but also special, unique, mold-breaking qualities. And I think, Alexi, I want to touch on your Tim Duncan thing because, you know, just follow me here. Uh, There's a lot of excitement around Scotty, and I think sometimes that puts fans into a place of, like, how do we fast-forward to this time when Scotty is, you know, Batman and taking over the league and I feel like a lot of people, they they're desperately want to build around Scotty. And they're kind of overlooking what we have right now, which is we can let Scotty grow and keep the most amount of talent possible around him. Keep Pascal with him. This is how you, you, you know, raise up a Tim Duncan style player. You don't trade David Robinson once you get Tim Duncan, right? You don't trade Tim Duncan once you get Kawhi. Oh, for sure. Keep them together. 
and you foster something special. Uh, so, so that, that's my kind of Scotty take on, you know, just seeing a lot of people being like, Oh my God, this guy's so good. Let's throw away all of the good things we had to hopefully no, get it. No, 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 no. It's like, no, no, no. That's like, like just enjoy Scotty. And, and, you know, I want him in the playoffs. I want Scotty playing with the most amount of talent uh, possible. He's also career. like, like the last, uh, what I guess two games now, maybe three games we've kind of had our core guys healthy and you're just seeing the starting five and you're like, no, that that's it. These are our five guys. Like, like Gary Trent, Fred Van Vliet, OG Siakam and Barnes and giving those guys, you know, 25 to 35 minutes each, every single game in different variations and combinations. But like, those are our guys. Yep. They're on contract. They're locked in. You know, can 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 all five guys stick around for the next five to ten years? Probably not. Some one or you know, one or two of them is gonna have to move around, but this is a medium term project that can not only gel and contribute together, but it can definitely grow together. And you know, it's it's bearing fruit already, right? Like we are like having some impressive wins with those five guys and uh and I'm excited about it. Yeah, me too. Um, okay, let's uh, let's uh, end on that note. Um, just as far as you know, uh, Raptors talk, which we went back into because it's a Raptors pod, and uh, this team's amazing. Um, Maddie, come on in here. We're gonna do some trivia. You know what's coming, Maddie D. This is uh, this is my name as many players as you can on a random NBA roster oh game. God. It's really hard. It's really hard. Alexi has already admitted to not watching teams other than the Raptors. So this is going to be extra hard for you, but uh, just know, you know, you get a couple players. That's pretty good. So you get three X's. You can't take too long to think you got to just keep it coming as much as you can. Uh, Every time you, you name someone who's not on the roster, that's an X against you. Let's uh, let's do you first uh, Andre, just so uh, Alexi can see how it plays. My my question to you is: Do you want um, easy, medium, or hard? I'll take hard. Let's go. Let's go off the off the uh, okay. top deck here. I like this. I like this a lot. Your team is the Sacramento Kings. Ooh. Okay. Uh, Tyrese Halliburton. Yep. Uh, DeAndre Fox. Yep. Uh, Marvin Bagley. Yep. Uh, Tristan Thompson. Yes. Uh, um, uh, great. Uh, yeah. Um, shoot. Uh, uh, oh, Rashawn Holmes. Yep. That's five. Um, the shooter guy, the guy that shoots the mm-hmm. ball. Um, yeah, I can't remember his name. Is Corey Joseph on that team? He's uh, on the Pistons. Okay, so there's an X. That's, that's an X. Um, uh, I want to say, um, shoot. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I think I'm running out of names now. That was fair um, enough. There's good. the shooter guy named number named, twenty-four. Uh, Buddy. Buddy Hill. Thank you, Alex. Alexi just jumping in there. I love it. Yeah. Um, but that's it. I don't think I can name anyone else. Okay, yeah. So we'll, we'll, we'll give you six and we'll end there. That was an, a fantastic round, by the way. Yeah. Uh, let me, I'll throw out maybe a couple names that uh, you could have gotten, perhaps. So um, maybe oh, Harrison, I, I Harrison I've Barnes. I got another one. I got mm-hmm. another one. It, it, can I add another one? No. I think I think I think it's done for you. But who, who yeah. are you going to? Okay, well, Davion Mitchell. Sorry, Davion Mitchell. Yes. Okay. You know what? We'll give it to you because it did kind of end messily there. But uh, yeah, Harrison Barnes and Mitchell were going to be the guys that I said. I feel like Terrence Davis. Terrence Davis. Oh, uh, Alex Len. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah, Alex so Len. <laughs> okay, but you know, six, six and a half, seven, Andre. That's like that's like high heights for this game and for the show. I think um, uh, Alan Shane Lewis has the record, which is like nine or ten. Yeah. Um, wow. As you can see, I keep stringent records on this uh, <laughs> game. 
Okay, Alexi, what's up? Uh, do you want to go uh, hard, medium, or easy? Well, I want to go for the record, so give me easy. Okay. <laughs> uh, I'm giving you the Golden State Warriors. Oh, oh, wow. Okay. Uh, what, what's his name? Jonathan Kaminga. Yep. Draymond Green. <laughs> yep. Clay Thompson. Mm-hmm. Steph Curry. Yes. Uh, Kevon Looney. Yes. Uh, Sean Livingston. Nope. No, is that a strike? Formerly Sean Livingston. That's a strike. <sighs> okay. Um, okay. Let me get back into this mode. Jordan Pete Poole. Yep. Um. Oh, man, uh, isn't there a guy on their team? Oh, man, I got it from think. Canada. Ooh, thank you. Um, yeah, uh, Wiggins, of course, Wiggins. Andrew Wiggins. Yes, thank you. That's the assist I gave him earlier. I That's love right. it. That's this right. is a team game. That was like Precious and Boucher the other night. All right, um, let's see. Um, <laughs> I gotta get. How many do I have right now? You have seven. Great. great. I have seven yeah. right yeah. now. Seven. One strike. One assist. Not oh bad. Gosh. Um. Think big guys. Think big. There's a little dude. He's like real little Chioda. Uh. Chris Chioda. Chioda. Yeah, Chioda. That little dude. <laughs> and then there's another. There's Wait. somebody like somebody Anderson Serrano or something. One one Toscano Anderson. Can you give me a half on that, maybe? I'll, I'll give you a half. And you know what? All right, all right. So what, I'm at eight and a half or something? Oh, my god! Eight, eight and a half, yeah. Oh. One more strike. Oh. Um, you did really good. I, there's some other old pro that's still on that team. Oh, Iguodala. Yes. Iguodala's still on that team. And there's one more. There's one more I got to remember. That's like old school. Yeah. Didn't they just get like Boogie Cousins? No, not Boogie Cousins. Give me a strike. Oh, that's a strike. <sighs> um, we just played a whole bunch of their scrubs. Dang it. I was at that game. <sighs> it's like, all right, I can't remember. I, I have to stop there. Alan's safe. I've got two guys. I've got two. Oh, uh, oh man. Gary Payton Jr. Yes. Ah! And uh, D- Damien Lee. Damien yeah. Lee. Nice. Yeah, wow. Wow. And, you oh, and uh, Andre Iguodala. Yeah, he, he got that one. He said Iggy. Oh, dang. But did you see, you said Clay, right? Yeah. Yeah, I did say yeah, Clay. He did. Okay. He did. And then, yeah, just looking at it, Otto Porter Jr., I feel like might have been in oh, your head. Oh, yeah. That's the other vet I was trying to remember. But other than that, you you basically cleaned up maybe James Wiseman, but he hasn't been around for a while. so Of course. Okay, Maddie. Oh God, I always freeze at this one. I know, easy, easy, medium. Or well, you got to give me easy because, like, I really choke. <laughs> uh, okay, like, I, I, I just love this idea of this meaningless game, and you're like, I okay, this is good. Um, Maddie, uh, yeah, your team is the Miami Heat. Okay, Ooh. all right. Um. Kyle Lowry. Yes. Jimmy Butler. <laughs> you have to give yourself the dick. <laughs> <laughs> um, bam. At a bio. Um, we're going uh, Tyler Hero, my man. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, we're going to go with uh, PJ Tucker. Yes. Nice one. We're going to go. We're going to go with. Um, Okay, we got the, the. Okay, so we got those guys. Uh, geez, what's the other guy's name? Robinson. Yep, I'll give it to you, Duncan Robinson. Yeah, Robinson. Nice, nice okay, Duncan Robinson. Yes, Robinson, Crusoe, and uh, let's see who else we got there. Oh, see, now that we're off the uh, starters, there's some people that. Mm-hmm. Ooh, there... That sound. I want to see. Uh... I want to say, oh god, I'm missing some some obvious ones, aren't I? Is there, yeah, you're doing. Don't okay. say dragage. Don't say dragage. Um, I'm gonna go. Is there like a a Curry brother or something? No, Seth is for Philly. Right, right, right. Um, I think. See, I'm drawing a blank now. I can't think of any anyone else. Hey, I think I think you did pretty good. Uh, pretty let, good for let me. me. Throw it a- 
a couple names I feel like you, yeah. you might have got. Yep. Um, but Miami's, you know, maybe a bit harder than I gave uh, gave it credit for. Um, Markeith Morris. Didn't know he was on there. Fair enough. Oladipo. Uh, Oladipo. Oladipo. But he hasn't really played. Haslam. Haslam. Whiteside. Uh, Struess. Um, not Whiteside. Not Whiteside? No, Whiteside's playing for the uh, Jazz. Oh. He's backing up Gobert. Right. Um, okay, guys, that's uh, that's the game. You, everyone did pretty good. I feel like I got to push harder teams. Um, but uh, yeah, th- thank you so much for doing the pod. Uh, everyone who listens, who's been sharing, who's been spreading the good word, thank you very much as well. Uh, let's go to you first, Andre. Obviously, uh, in Ontario, Toronto, we're, we're back into another difficult lockdown. We'll see how long it is. Tough time of the year. But, um, you know, what w- what do you want to say to everyone? What do you have going on? Um, you know, not much going on, uh, just, uh, you know, thankfully still working and, and doing all that good stuff, but, but yeah, I mean, you know, it's, it's been said too many times over the last, uh, two years, but go out and try to support a local restaurant, get some, get some takeout, leave a, leave a good tip, you know, just Mm -hmm. spot you really love you know, show them some love and, uh, and I hope every, every business out there can, uh, can hold on and, and, you know, fingers crossed, maybe three to four weeks we're in a much better shape and, and feeling more bullish and, and getting things back on track. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. And that's, that's great advice. Um, Alexi, what's up? Uh, I'm assuming you, 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 I don't know what's going on with the wasps or what, what you want to promote, but it, give the people some good news. That wasp show never took off because I realized I don't have any kind of good lens. I tried to film it just with my phone and it was not working. It was like, it didn't capture the same feeling I was getting from just watching it, right. I guess. But anyway, I, I, piggybacking kind of on what and, uh, Andre's saying here is I'd like everybody to take that Betty White challenge that they're talking about these days. Give some money to the pets and stuff like that. But my project right now is uh, I'm doing a YouTube channel right now. you inspired me guys actually you and maddie d uh inspired me to get on the youtube and try and do some stuff and uh, i've been doing live streams every morning from like around 9 a.m eastern time where we have a regular group of people come in and we just talk about the daily raptors stuff that's happening like whatever the news is i'll set up a game or we'll react to the game from last night it's just a fun little positive community space for raptor fans that aren't cynics and just totally want to slam the team all the time it's a safe space to come in and just be real positive about the team so it's a uh, raptor freak on youtube just look me up <laughs> hell yeah raptor freak on youtube look him up maddie uh let's uh let's get this year going 2022 it's our uh, first pod of the new year i uh, hope everyone is doing okay and again thanks for sharing the pod and listening and supporting Matty, if you feel like we're good, we're done, we're we're all wrapped up and good to go, please just give me those sweet, delicious words, okay? Okay! This podcast has been brought to you by the Sonar Network.